Welcome back to episode 11. I'm your host, Dan Steers, and joining me in the studio is none other than... Yes, he's back. Back again. Kim Hagen's back. Hello, friends. Guess who's back? 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 Kim Hagen, you're oh, back, buddy. Thank you very much. How have you been? Oh, excellent, mate. How are you going? Oh, it's been a busy, busy week. Yeah, well, it's been pretty good here. We've um, did another clinic at home on the weekend, a bison clinic, and and we've still got Josh Gibson here, so we've been hanging out with him a fair bit. Did you train? You haven't trained your bison to sit in the back of the car like that one I saw on Facebook. No, and somebody uh, tagged me that in that exact mm. post, and um, I was I like, it'd take the roof off there. <laughs> Their bison's a little bit quieter than ours, so yeah. I would. Um, and and they're trainable creatures. I, I've got no doubt about it. They're also flighty and extremely agile and strong. Yes, so you'd certainly want to. I guess they call them calves. I'm pretty sure you'd definitely want to start with a calf because yeah. I think if you let them get a bit big like ours are, you'd have no way getting them into the back of a car. Rip the roof air off your car. Yeah, jump straight over it. Yeah, well, yeah, be a good show. Could be a great show. I remember Kendall Nielsen who um, does a lot with the bison here in Australia for the camp drafters and, and the yep. clinics and whatnot. And I've even purchased two of mine from Kendall. He said, he's like, Dan, you've got to get, this was even before I had him. He's like, you've got to get one of these. They're so trainable. You know what he wanted me to do? Get one, break it in, ride the, the bison and have a Liberty horse <laughs> working off him. And he said, you know what would be awesome? He said, come out, do a camp draft where you camp drafting your horse with the bison around the course. Then you swap and you get on the bison and you chase the horse around the camp draft. He's like, wouldn't that be great? I said, it would be bloody great. <laughs> Well, he's Just give me the low. next. Yeah. Give me the next sixteen years to work on it, and nothing else, and I might get back to you. You'd be disqualified because the bison would be too good. Oh, just be, if you could ride it. Yeah, but he's just it meant be for a demo. Like agile just, as hell. He's just like do it for a, a a demo. That's what he was he was telling me. But anyway, we're back here, episode eleven. Woo-hoo. Unreal. So yeah. we're getting some great numbers. The Josh Gibson interview is being received fantastically. Better I mean, than ours? No, no, it's pretty much on par. Oh, good. It's pretty much on par. We haven't lost any, which he was afraid of. Um, I'll tell you a story about that in a minute, though, which is pretty funny. And um, But I've got a lot of people that have just messaged in saying that, you know, they didn't even maybe know who he was, but they just got so much out of the sports psychology part. Yeah, okay. And yep. uh, and they really enjoyed it and said it's relatable to any Obviously, industry. Obviously, us being elite athletes, you know, we, we that's who they're talking agreed. About. I'm pretty sure that's who they're talking about. They got that yeah. information from. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So well then played. the other funny one was, because obviously he's quite well known in the football fraternity. In, in the COVID world. In the Victorian, exactly, COVID world. But um, somebody arrived for the clinic on the Friday and I wasn't here for this and they walked up and they said, oh, you Josh Gibson? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah I'm Josh Gibson. I said, yeah, I heard you on the podcast. You are great. So he wasn't famous for being a football player. <laughs> he was known because he was on our podcast. And anyway, I made him retell that story like 15 times. <laughs> 
Missed opportunity though. Somebody should have just mind gamed him and just come up and gone, you're just Gibson. Yeah, I heard you on the podcast. You were shit. <laughs> and just, just get in his face. That's where you come from, from a sledging. <laughs> I wouldn't even, it doesn't even come into my mind. Not uh, one little bit. He would have, he would have been, he would have straight away been thinking, you bastard, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And he would have been counteracting and it would have been far more interesting. Well, I mean, well, so next we clinic, we're we, heading up north. Yeah, I'm going to Coffs yeah. um, this weekend. So if people hear this before the, like if it comes out before the weekend and they hear episode 11 and coughs and make sure you kind of, is Josh going? No, Josh oh, is going to, he was going to. the plan, don't worry Yeah, about he was going to come, but he's <laughs> actually been delegated to Pony Club. So Zara's nominated him for Pony Club. So unfortunately. So she's forgiven him. Oh yeah, yep. She's forgiven him. He's, he's, uh, she was actually quite upset because he was coming down here with us to, to hang out with us while we're doing the podcast and left the house and, and she dropped the bottom lip because he was leaving. <laughs> she's, she's um, yeah, um, has, has definitely forgotten about the Promised another kicking around and. Yeah, she's way past that now. So yeah, okay. Best friend. So go on a pony club. So that's not going to happen. That's the go. So yeah, pony club C- back on. A couple of stories though from, from that clinic. We had, um, if you remember from episode nine, I talked about Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. He came yeah. and um, I gave him a little test that he didn't know that he was nominated for because, you know, I told you how strong he was. He stopped yeah. that horse from pulling back. Yeah. Well, we needed some firewood for the fire pit and I, I got a new chainsaw from the Parkers and, and Gibson, yeah. Gibbo, from staying here and they, they, they bought a big chainsaw. So there's this huge log down on the river there and I, I cut a big chunk off like on really big. It took me probably like 10 or 12 minutes just to work it into the bucket of the tractor by myself. Like I'm <laughs> Little bit by little bit, trying to pick it up with a bucket, but it's rolling out like it's a. It wouldn't just sit in the bucket. Yeah, so it's bigger than the bucket. Yeah, like white, like width, width. Yeah, width. yeah. Oh wow, that's a good chunk. So it's a big chunk. So, so I thought, yep, if he can split this, old Hercules. If he can w. split this, nice. I'm like, this is going to make the best. Wouldn't have split it down the middle though. Best story. No, just chip away because it's pretty good. Yeah. It's iron bark, but yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. an old tree. It's dried out and it's got some rings on it. So I drove it up and uh, and I just said to him, mate, I've got a box splitter up at the house here. Come for a walk. Come and grab that we're getting ready to go to the pub if you we could just split this it's gonna be great firewood it's gonna be unreal chunks to put on that fire you should have messed with his mind and said you in the mind games why you should have said you rolled it up and hidden the tractor and just kind of say i've got it there oh, can yeah. you just can you just you know yeah like move it around and split it and <laughs> believe that well he could pick he could move it he moved he snips he stood it up yeah but he would have been moving it thinking oh, wow that steers he pushed it all the way up here <laughs> no 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 he's, he's my hercules with all the tractor tires he's my hercules we're not getting away with that oh, well. and uh uh, anyway, he he's had a he got an arena rake, you know. He could have <laughs> he, he had a, a couple of chips at it, and basically just broke the block splitter rather than crack yeah. the wood. Did you heckle him? No, but I did tell him that this was the test that you failed. Oh, and yeah. So he's going to listen to this podcast, and <laughs> and he's just dropped down. I don't know what's just below Hercules. Like he, he's still more than a Samson. regular man. Samson, yeah, and Goliath, yeah. Goliath um, always sounds pretty the pretty rock. impressive, like Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> so he's now the, he's demoted to the rock. Okay, yeah. so Rob, The Rock. Yeah, yeah, I think The Rock. Yep, there you go. So anyway, that was just one of the stories that I sort of had to um, to add in there just for our listeners who have probably been listening. <laughs> the other thing that we're going to talk about uh, before we get into episode 11 is we don't have Dan James with us. He's, he's busy in the States with some clinics and, again, he doesn't have the best phone reception, so we're not going to get him on. Yep. We're going to cover the second half of 2011 because, as you remember from that episode, it was a massive yeah. It's good. We're back on the timeline. Back on the timeline. And we will do some more of these interviews and we're also going to touch on some of the horse
sportsmanship questions that we get. And we're going to diversify a little bit with the podcast, but we just got to get through these years. So I thought, well, yeah. we can't get James on. It's been a couple of weeks since we put out a podcast. So I thought, well, we'll nail this. Yeah. And then that keeps us moving forward. But before we jump into 2011, you know what time it is? It's Craig World time. Craig's World. Craig's World. Craig's well. Craig's well. Yeah. You there, Craig? Hello, gentlemen. Yes, I am. Hey, mate. How you going? Good, Jim. It's been a while, brother. You've been away. How was your trip? Oh, unbelievable. It's just uh, great to get away, as it always is. Fantastic weather, WA. Yeah, spoken like a bloke who lives in the the free land of the WA. That's right. Go and holiday on the East Coast. They'll chop you down. They'll bring you down to Chinatown. They're not going to let me come back home if I do. Absolutely. People over here, it's, you get arrested um, yeah, it's if, just you beautiful. Can, if you get a caravan on, Sorry, people arrest you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw plenty of Victorian number plates up there. <laughs> well, um, and there were very, very much um, please explains going on. Yeah. Yeah, don't take anything from them Mexicans. Well, let's get, <laughs> let's get stuck straight into it, all right? Well, actually, I wanted to just start. I know that Kim is um, very good with his general knowledge and his uh, quiz-type questions, and I had a question for him before we get started just to just Ooh. to settle something for me. Kim, are you, are you game? <laughs> I'm game. I don't know that I'll okay, help mate. you, but I'm game. So is this a new segment or what? Like, <laughs> could you at least no, fill no. us in? This is the bonus point section, Daniel. <laughs> just stick with it, This is the bonus right? point section, mate, because um, you can you – can can settle something for me right here. Now, two I women. I feel I'm going to let you down. Sorry, go again. <laughs> two women who are sisters yep. have babies on the same day. <laughs> How are those babies related to each other? Two sisters yep. have children born on the same day. Yes. Okay. So they'd be twin How cousins. How are they related to each other? Twin cousins. They're twin cousins. <laughs> there you go. I've got Is a twin. such a thing, Kim? I can't believe you did that, by the way, Kim. You Don't worry. I was mouthing I was it. Strong, I was mouthing I was it from two and a half urged. minutes away. <laughs> I was strongly urged to say that. I would have thought they're just cousins. They are just cousins. They are just cousins, yeah. That is my I've got a, what I, I've got a twin cousin who I call my twin cousin because we're born See, but next Daniel, to each other. Daniel, you were trying to spoil my bonus point round. Quite frankly, <laughs> not happy. But do you know there well, is such a – Apparently the correct answer is – twin cousin if you ask Dan. Or yeah, Brad. Exactly. That's Brad. not a real yeah. thing. Yeah, and like George Costanza said, it's not a lie if you believe it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you the, go. I can tell you for a fact there is such a thing called twin cousins. Okay. You're right, but that's not what you and Brad are. Yeah, I had to look this up. So twin cousins are when twins then have babies. They're twin cousins. So if you and I were twins and yeah. then we had right. our own kids, yeah, okay. Okay. those right. kids are then twin cousins. Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, they're cousins. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just what it is on Google. Yeah, terrific. Brad, Brad, Believe everything on Google. Brad and I aren't necessarily twins, but thanks for uh, bringing down. Oh, I think I still my got vibe. the ten bonus points. I'm pretty happy with that, Craig. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, let's get <laughs> well, stuck mate, in. You were very much on the fence. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. no, I had this imbecile in front of me mouthing the words "twin cousins," and I'm going, "They're cousins." <laughs> Imbecile. That's maybe the first insult that you've given me for this podcast. So that's good. We're about 15 (laughs) minutes in. Just Okay. I will tell you, Dan, you're going to make a big comeback here because um, I'm confident you've got this. You said that last time. Yeah. See, this was was another thing we were chatting about before we started the, uh, before we started recording. Dan said, I was chatting to Craig before and I said, come on, give me a hint. Give me a hint. (laughs) What's the challenge? And he said, 
He said, no, Craig was really, he was stalwart. He said, no, nah, I'm not giving you any clues. I went, yeah, sure. He doesn't believe me. I said, I had. To be fair, mate, he didn't ask for a hint. He asked for the answer. I thought yeah, I just said a hint. That's, that's a kind of low life. <laughs> Look at you, your twin cousin bloody thing over there. <laughs> All right. So do I get the first question or Kim does? Um, yeah, mugs away. So what, well, what are we mean, going for a person or a... Well, that's what we get to ask, I any, guess. Any clues? Is there any no. intro? We're just starting. Here we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. L- normally we have a clue, don't Come we? Come on, Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up here. Okay. Is it this a... Is, this, is, this is a real-life person. Um, again, someone that, that um, you will both know, but More. Dan will definitely know. Okay. Is, is this a famous person? Yes. In the... <laughs> In the entertainment world. I would hope it's a famous person because if it's not a famous hey, person, hey, it's, yes, if it's like a friend of yours <laughs> on the side, I'm thinking, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> in, the, in the entertainment industry. Yes. Is it an actor? Yes. Male. Yes. Male question mark. Yep. Are they known more for their comedy acting? Um. Stumps, it should be clear yes or no. In the past. Are they still making movies? Yes. You might want to pass this over and uh, have a think. No. I'm, no, I'm, you keep I'm going. On. We, we, want to, we want to give Kim a chance here. No, no. no. He's, he's – I'm, um, I'm soaking like this up. I feel like this. Well, I don't know because you said – I know they've been in a couple of movies that are not. Is it? Is this actor got blonde hair? Yes. All right. I'm going to pass this over to Kim and give him a shot. Is the actor Hugh Laurie? Laurie have blonde hair, Kim. Yeah, sandy I know, blonde. I don't even know who Hugh Laurie is. So it's not Hugh Laurie. He's the guy on um um He's the guy on House, isn't he? On House, but oh. he was a comedian in um in Blackadder and, yeah, no, and he's done done stuff with um Stephen Fry. He's brilliant. Okay, so that was a no. Is it Owen Wilson? <laughs> It is Owen Wilson, yes. Uh, I was going to get that in straight sets. You were. Oh, I, was, I was sensing that. Yeah, you got the you got the instructions earlier. So, so I would have just sort of a straight out yes. No, I, I was actually comedy. disappointed with how quickly you revealed that you had the answer earlier. I didn't. I didn't feel like I had it until the blonde hair. No, you got it with with bloody. The yeah, but you asked the blonde hair question well. for a reason. Yes, I was pretty confident. If I had to guess, if it was Kim was getting close, and I had to guess, I would have gone with Owen Wilson. If Kim was getting close. Kim was. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in the same suburb. You were very much thinking outside of the box, the box there, Kim. I was, so, I was loving it, but, um, yeah, so, miles out of Daniel's realm. Yeah, okay. A, so, a little bit of history. Owen Wilson, so I'm a huge fan of yeah, his movies. Yeah. Loved Shanghai Noon. Yeah. And uh, Dan and I have talked about the that. Wedding, sure on the, the Wedding Crashes. The Wedding Crashes was the one. Craig, the wedding Crashes was uh, the one I was thinking of. Absolute priceless. Be- because I went with my twin cousin as well as my brother. and we watched Hard route. Hard route. Hard route. <laughs> you motor Bolton son of a bitch. What? What the hell's heart route? I don't even know what heart route is. <laughs> we got a stage nine cleaner. Stage a repeat. And, stage I, and I think it was it was pretty. Um, Kimosabi's going to grab some flavor. Me and Brad would very much like Vince Vaughn more, but um, Dan was very much Team Wilson. Yeah, that's right. During the Wilson. during the movie, we were like we we're hitting each other. I'm like because when when it was an Owen Wilson funny part, no. I'd be like nudging him, and when they were Vince Vaughn, they were nudging Vince me. Vince Vaughn was he's a gun, absolute gun. gun in that one. Yeah, but I'm an Owen fan. All right. Well, thank you once again. All right. Thanks, mate. Congratulations, Dan. So it's 2-1. Yeah, but- um, In my favour. Just 2-1, is it? 2-1. Yeah, well, it is 2. But I, I'm a bit disappointed. I want you to go a little bit off point next time, Craigswell. That's the whole point. He's on yeah, I know. He's, he's, playing, he's playing the home ground. Like, quite frankly, you were, you, were, you were a little bit of a gentleman to let me have a go because you could have just gone straight through that. Yeah, I should have gone all the way. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to start it off, remember, next next week, so you'll have the uh, the advantage there. 
And, oh. um, yeah, we'll, we'll try on the curveball. Okay. Give me a call during the week, mate. Yeah, we'll exactly. I'll, I'll get the instructions All right, we just uh, lost Craig. <laughs> we just lost Craig there. Well, let's <laughs> – Thanks, Craig's world. All right, we're going to close you out with your song. See you, buddy. Catch you, mate. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See ya. Craig's world. Craig's world. Craig's world. Craig's world. Like Craig's a bit of a surgeon, the way he stitched me up there. <laughs> Coming from the vet, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, mate, we're going to get stuck into 2011. Let's travel back. We, we covered. Yeah, we covered in that last episode of the timeline the all the parts that really got us involved with Australia's Got Talent, otherwise known as AGT. AGT. And we covered that and then it was still like it was, it was going to go on forever, that podcast, so we called it quits then. So I'm going to pick up where I'd sort of written up and left off, which is really about to talk about in that 2011, we also launched our education program and it started with some of our DVDs. We, we, we had done a DVD prior to the 2011 and it was just a bit of a mixed matched sort of bit of everything. Yeah. And we, and we'll probably, people still have that DVD and they're pretty proud of themselves. The people that own that DVD. Yeah. It's know, like a um, vintage almost. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a Ford that you find in a chicken coop that you sell 33 years later for $309,000. Well, half their luck. Cause I've probably still got a couple of boxes of them <laughs> <laughs> left in the shed somewhere. <laughs> Did I say three hundred nine? I mean, thirty dollars and ninety cents. Yeah, which I'd still be happy with. Yeah, either way. <laughs> Um, and, and we realized we were just too ambitious with that first DVD and we, we, we just stripped it right back and we, we came up with a, I guess, a training program, which Dan and I worked on really for quite some time. And it was not always, I guess, you know, plain sailing as they say, as far as we would have a few disagreements yeah. at, at times about the order of exercises or what was maybe more important or what was achievable and, and how to break it all down. And then DJ do it your way. Yeah. <laughs> Not always, not always. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But um, no, no, and it was really good because what it also did for us was challenged ourselves and um, and it gave us a platform to teach. We'd already been doing a few clinics, um, but the formula wasn't really working, I don't think. Um, yeah, I'm sure the pundits were probably happy with, with the clinics at the time, but Dan and I would have to take over and be really hands-on to, to get the results that we were trying to explain and want to achieve. So it wasn't achievable by our students. We'd have to jump in and sort of school yeah. the horse and demonstrate it that way, which, which I didn't really think there was much longevity in. You know, great for a demonstration. But, yeah, yeah. but not really giving anybody the tools to go home and 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 learn, you know, our program. So this gave us a program to teach and break it down. And then we would have spent the next, well, I guess we're still working on it, but I know, you know, quite in, intensely we would work on the clinic structure um, a fair bit, putting it together, you know, which order do you train things and when, when participants would maybe struggle with a particular exercise, break it down. And I put it in the timeline because I just sort of thought it's – it's a pretty important part because it really launched the horsemanship. I even yeah. had a bit of an argument once with one of the Equitana um, organisers because they – Well, one of my arguments <laughs> that I had once <laughs> – 
No, we're pretty good uh, most of the time, Kim. I know what you're alluding to. I don't, I'm not alluding to anything. Carry on. <laughs> but she, she was trying to say at the time, and she's no longer there, so I'm not um, not really talking ill of, yeah. of Equitana at all. Yeah. But um, she was sort of saying that Dan and I were an entertainment group, that we weren't educational and that we needed to separate the two. And, and, and basically it wasn't that she didn't want us educating there, but she wanted us to be a, a, a ticketed deal where you had to pay to watch us at Equitana to do the double down entertainment, so to speak. And then when we educated, she didn't want us to educate together. She wanted us to educate separately so that it separated the brand. So I would educate as Dan Steers and Dan James would educate as Dan James. And we, yeah, I know. So that's why I had a little argument. He's shaking his head, folks, which you yeah, can't why? see. I'm, I'm thinking why. This is early. Like, this is early. This is about this time. But still, you guys are presented as a as double down. Yeah, absolutely. But, but she wanted the double down. She wasn't worried about that, but she wanted to keep that as entertainment that you- Because would, every other presenter was individual. Well, no, it wasn't even about us being um, together or separate. She just wanted to say, well, you're known for your entertainment. This is her argument at the time, and I'm arguing it with her. Her argument was that you're um, entertainers and that's what you're known for. And she wanted to – it was going to be, you know how you get your general admission ticket? Yeah. Well, then they had their night show, and their night show was an uh, extra ticket. You know, they'd have a yeah. super ticket or another yeah. ticket. Yeah. So by putting us in the education part, if she thought we're entertaining in the education part, people – were getting that for the admission price and then it would devalue having us in the night show because people go, oh, I've already seen them. I don't need to buy a ticket. But I'm like, we're going to educate. no idea how much stuff you were coming up with. Yeah. So yeah. we're like, well, no, that's our education. She's like, well, you don't do education, do entertainment. And I said, well, that's funny because why did we call ourselves Double Dan Horsemanship? Yeah. Why didn't we call ourselves Double Dan Entertainment or Equine Entertainment or something like that? Yeah. That was my argument. I said, we were always in the horsemanship game. Heath Harris told us that from day one. He's like, horsemanship's your business. And, and it's true. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so we had that argument. It only lasted for that year. And then I think- A whole year you argued with her. Well, we didn't actually get our way at that point, but- I think the it just turned like they figured it out after that next event that we did both. Yeah, you know, and uh, and that was probably one of the turning points in in 2011. We were certainly up to 2011. We we're doing more entertainment than we were doing clinics. Even in 2011 and 12, probably maybe 12 was more the turning point for the clinics. Maybe even been 50 50. Yeah. Then 13, 14, and so on have just gone the other way, where it's more clinics yeah. and less shows. So that's where the brand is is going. So for us to then come up with our you know, DVD series, which at that point wasn't the series. It was it was just we did do some long reining, we did do a body control under saddle, and we did do the ground control and whip cracking might have come a bit little bit later. It was a little later. Um, but then we even have gone back since and and redone them again and broken them down even more. So this is really the third crack that the you know current um, DVDs that we have out now and online content is is you know almost our third sort of retake on them because you do learn and uh, and adapt and figure out new teaching structure. I mean. I'm pretty sure if you look at it, you know, what we're trying to achieve is the same, you know, yeah. but but the overall teaching parts probably evolves. Yeah. Is that how you'd see? Because you've you've yeah. been coming to clinics for a long time. Yeah, and, and exactly. Like um, I agree with you in terms of and it's the first time I've really thought about it when you were telling me now. But yeah, you guys were very hands-on back 2012, I think we agreed was first clinic, and we're quite hands-on. And and I would see you fix a horse over there and then fix a horse over there, and um, and then the, the punter gave 
back. So yeah, it's that's the way the videos went as well. So I mean, yeah, you haven't given me all the whole <coughs> series, yes, the whole I'll, DVDs. We'll go back to the storeroom later tonight if you'd like. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've bought you know bought enough that I think my allegiance to Double Down Horsemanship. I'll give you. I'll certainly give you a discount. Yeah, ten percent. We have a staff discount. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you the staff ones better than ten percent. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, there's even a bit of a funny thing about um, hands-on that you just reminded me of, and it was um, some friends, and I don't think it's talking out of school because it happened in an open clinic, so it wasn't like other people haven't talked about it. I'm really nervous about where this is going. It's not about me for a start. You started with hands-on and-, oh, and get you and get- I'm telling mate, you. Mate, I don't know. Mate, you that's what got gutter. George Pell into trouble on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that might be our next little grab that we take and put on Facebook to do some marketing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take that part out. What did you say? Well, that's what got George Pell into trouble. There you go. I just needed it to be nice and clear and crisp as I edit that up and uh, splice that and put it on Kim Hagen's. Yeah, might have been quitted, but I don't. Facebook. Well, what I was saying <laughs> was I'm not talking out of school because uh, Clinton Anderson takes these uh, clinics on at home and obviously you know around around America as well. But he has these clinics at home and people come and it's like ten days or something like that. They have to buy their own lunch. I, I'm not too sure. Is it definitely? I, pri- I would imagine it was pricey. <laughs> I just figured. I just remembered what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the way that he was charging, you'd want to hope that the lunch was included. Well, tough shit, kiddies. You got to pay for your lunch. So these these people that I that I know went from Western Australia and they flew across and they they rented horses, which I had to pay for too from right? him. From him, so I got some of his horses and they did the clinic and because um, they'd been following his video series and they wanted to get some more tuition and apparently they'd do these classroom sessions where they'd have to do the theory side. While that was happening, the apprentices of Clinton, which is was in his certificate program or whatever, yeah. would work your horse behind the scenes. So you weren't the seeing, one you'd hired. No, no, no. Everyone else's. So if you brought, say, say you're a local or whatever, oh. you travelled there with your own horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would do whatever you're going to work on that afternoon. They would already do, but behind closed doors, so to speak, because you were in the classroom. So you weren't present for that, but you 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 knew what was happening. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then I could see how it could work because when you go out of that classroom and then go and practice, the horses had a head start. So then, he, but but I don't know if I'd fully um, trust that. Yeah, that's well, yeah. There's a few other parts. There's a few other parts of the story. I was, well, if you take it to the I'm, extreme, I'm giving you the PG version. Yeah, you take it to the the full extreme, and you say, okay, I've got an unbroken horse that I turn up with. I go into the classroom session. He says, all you have to do is wiggle your fingers and think the horse is broken in, and you go and get on it. And sure enough, three days later, when I leave the classroom, I get on the horse and hey, it's broken in. I'm a dead set mind genius. Yeah, it it could be Dan James's superpower. Well, there you go. It's coming up more and more. His superpower certainly. You could use that. You could have the classroom sessions instead. You're just sitting there. It's a lot easier. You don't need an indoor arena. Save money there. Save money there, yeah. Well, he's could, got that as could well. Could be hot, could be cold, sitting in the air conditioning, three days of clinic, go outside, get on your horse, horse is broken, broken in. in. Happy days. That's actually not a bad idea. You might be on something. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> We're on a scam here. Yeah. It reminds me of the day I desexed a dog. <laughs> I love the segue. <laughs> well, I do sex this dog and on the way out, and I'm thinking this is pretty kind of, you know, it's surgery. You're cutting something out. Yeah, of course. And I can't remember if it was a male or female, but bloke left and as he was walking out the door, he said, when do we need to get it done again? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I thought, this is the ultimate scam. You could bring them back each year and just say, yeah, look, it's a, it's a, we do it every 12 months. Maybe Six you months could stretch it to 15, oh, you but I wouldn't one. go more than 15. You could turn into a raging bull again. So I thought this was a – Yeah, I'm thinking, happy days. Bring it back. I'll put another little two stitches in its belly. Charge and, a full uh, whack. Yeah, yeah. This is a good scam. I don't know if you'll find too I many slight, clients. I know. It was probably just going to work on one, one bloke. <laughs> one person in particular. <laughs> but I was slightly more scrupulous than that, and I actually – informed him. I said, uh, I, had to, I had to break the, the morale said, right look, there. You, I said, look, I've know, done a pretty good job this time. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. it's going to last. I'm, I'm just going to back back the fact that I don't think your dog's going to come in season again, champ. <laughs> I'll just show you what I took out. <laughs> <laughs> Slop. <laughs> and you see this part here? Well, he just needs an anatomy course really, doesn't he? Needs to go back to sex education. Brain. <laughs> brain would have helped. <laughs> All right, move, moving on from that. Going back to the- Maybe I should have just gone, listen here, you imbecile. So, give me an earful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have helped. Yeah. So there we Sorry, go. 2011. Yeah, back to it. DVDs. So from the DVDs. Training and scamming people in, I mean, educating people in classrooms. Yep. I mean, thank and, you. And then from there, we worked on what we called our DDTV. Yeah. It's already been brought up a little bit, but this is, we launched it in 2011. It was cool, but. Before our time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, to me, from an outsider's point of view, it kind of seemed to struggle because you didn't have time to do it. Um, the time wasn't the issue. We had more time then than we do now. It was the investment. Investment, the the um, financial investment, to be honest, because yeah, okay. we were edit getting them. It was all professionally oh, okay. done. Yep. Some of the stuff we I was pro- like as I was getting better at producing, and that was certainly a time thing. Yeah. Um. But a lot of the the TV show itself, um, we would get edited, even if I provided the content with we 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 got ourselves a pretty good camera and things like that. Yeah. And so you're probably right. It's probably was a bit of a balance between the two. We got busier, and and then also it didn't get the my idea idea at the time and it was just we're just probably a bit like I said in, in front of the time of it becoming more popular the the online content and subscription based was what we're trying to get and that's probably changed a little bit so pretty late on one aspect and then a little bit early on another because if you just get a lot of YouTube followers you can make money out of your YouTube you know views so that's hard to do but you could go that way if you're getting massive numbers Not massive numbers yep. or you sell a subscription which is like a Warwick Schiller or a Clinton Anderson or anything like that and that's where we were sort of heading at the time, but we were making it like a TV show edited into segments yep. and it was like a 20 or 30 minute show and we would interview somebody, we would do a training piece, we would do a behind the scenes, might do a product review. Like we were trying to think like, you know, like a better homes and gardens for horses, if that makes sense, or uh, Dr. Harry or- Dr. Chris Brown. No, we didn't use- God. He wasn't even around then. No. Just starting out, mate. He was yeah. wet behind the ears. Big wet behind the massive square jaw. Yeah, have to just go back to Kim Hagen's episode to, to hear the um, connection between Kim Hagen yeah. and Dr. Chris Brown. If you Dr. Square Jaw, yeah, yeah, what a bad what a bad attribute to have like clean square jaw. Yeah, exactly. Women, who would want that? Women hate it. Yeah, who? <laughs> why yeah. would they want bone structure? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's, it's the it, worst it thing. Sickens me. Yeah, the whole reason I'm cut, got this beard <laughs> on is to try to cover the lack of bone structure. <laughs> the flimsy feminine chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was feminine. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I'm go. not touching that. 
So just, just going back to the that side of things, it was something that, and, and I want to share some of the stuff. I, I know I say this a lot on the podcast and I don't probably deliver as much as I should. Someone even commented on one of the posts like, where do you share the stuff that you say that you, yeah, yeah. like, well, some of it's on there, just yeah. not all of it. I'm, you've put a few on. Yeah, I put a few, but I've got to get, fairness. but I'm going to put some of this DDTV stuff on and because uh, when I was looking through the history, you know, I saw it pop up and, and I've found one of the um, hard drives that a lot of the episodes are on and, and, it, and it's there. So I'm going to, I'm just going to download them and put them on and people can see, you know, where, where, what I'm talking about and, and some of the people we interviewed, like we, we had Brett Parbury and Arbs. um Heath Ryan, he was great. Yeah. Heath Harris, yeah. uh, Megan Jones, like all these eventers and dressage riders and Olympians and medalists, you know, it's just, it was a pretty good crowd yeah. that we had come through there. And I just wish we would have kept it going and, and probably just had some support on it. Like probably now we could have re- redone it, but so many people are doing something similar. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we just try to bring the camera, like there's some behind the scenes to the first road to the horse, behind the scenes to Equitana. There's a Nullarbor trip that we've talked a little bit about that we were videoing. Um, there's lots of little pieces there that if we kept up with it, I think it, it would have been maybe something that maybe would have generated some income that would have kept us mm. in DDTV. So the book's not completely closed. If anyone's listening to this and want to reach out and, and sponsor the DDTV <laughs> to come back, just email me at dan at doubledan.com.au and um, we'll talk. <laughs> Speaking about those interviews from DDTV. DDTV interviews. A lot yeah. of them were done actually at Sydney Equitana 2011 and it was one of our big years. Like it, it started to go every year. So if you remember 2008 was our first one. 2010 was the first. The first time we went was 2008 and Dan and I weren't double Dan. 2010. When did he compete? Eight. Eight, yeah. 2010 we were double Dan's down there and we were a bit of an unknown. Yep. Caught them all by surprise. And then 2011. Sneaky things. Yeah, 2011 um, they were like, all right, we're going to, we want you guys to come back bigger than you were. So Dan promised the world. One of the things he promised was more Liberty horses than we've ever performed with. Mm. Yep. And this was at Sydney. So for the for the listeners who understand Equitana, this was the first Sydney one and it only lasted for two years, 11 and 13. And what they did there, and it was stinking hot at the time, is they, it was a different format or not even format, but a layout compared to Melbourne. It was a bit more spread out and they had this outdoor venue that was getting um, renovated, which is now where, which was Sydney, where the showgrounds. So that's where they have the Sydney Royal Show. Yep. And also going back to AFL, um, um, they have the Giants play some of their home games there. And the uh, cricket. Do they do the cricket there? The, um, what's the 2020 Big what Bash? They, yeah. The Big have, Bash. Yeah. That'd be the home ground for the Sydney Sixers and the Sydney Thunder. Okay. So they had a little and bit. Or Sydney. Uh, at the time, they had it a little bit closed off because it was they were constructing some of those grandstands, like yep. revamping it. Yeah. And then they only basically had one half, which was totally big enough, trust me. Well, the oval was at the same size. It was just construction on one half yep. in this grandstand. And it was so hot at this time at Sydney that the horses were sweating in their stables just standing there but we were doing these um, demos or these shows out on this arena that was all grassed and and it was like a 5.30 or 6.30 show while they were closing the pavilions but they but the punters didn't have anything to do until they opened the night show Yeah. so their idea was well we'll send them out there get some entertainment right and then they can set up for the night show but what what happened was the, the grandstands that were there shaded the whole grass area and why I'm painting this picture is because you know when you if it might be like really hot like it might be in summer it's really hot and then it might storm yeah, yeah. and it drops about 10 degrees yep yeah what do the horses generally do when that happens they get fresh yeah out in the paddock they just go nuts right yep. before a storm yeah they'll go bananas <laughs> 
So we didn't envision this and we didn't even realise it was going to happen. But our horses came out of those stables and then got out on that grass and went ballistic. Yeah. And we 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 had more Liberty horses that we never had. We even had some that we borrowed. Mm. Like they went through Heath's program. They weren't even ours. We just needed them. I was borrowing a ridden horse because my ridden horses were in the Liberty team and he was getting hot because the other horses were running around. It's the Amelia, Amelia track because <laughs> Dan James is on the mic just going, Amelia, and she's running over to my, my horses are sticking together. Yeah, and you're cursing him out. Yeah, I'm just like, keep him here, keep him here. And I'm like staying contained. And Amelia keeps trying to run through run through She's not known as the witch of bloody double down horsemanship for nothing. Well, we exported it shortly after. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> with double with Dan James. Yeah, I'll help pay for it. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like, see ya. There's a one-way ticket for your love. Yeah. Yep. So she had an Australian citizenship revoked once she left the well, shores. Apollo would have been welcome to oh, stay. Absolutely. It was it was, it was really Catch twenty. It was a real catch twenty two. Yeah. We had to let her, him go in order to see her go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there was there was not only that there was Ari played up and and I had like a mare and foal out there. It was good for the mare and foal because the mare was good and the foal, foal just, just loved it. And yeah. It, and the foal, you do remember, I remember something? Yeah. The foal yeah. sat really well and ran around, turned around, and, 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 and come it, back. I almost and, looked like I had it under control because it would canter these fast laps around. And all right, I'm going to send it to the left, and I'd watch her change, and then I'd be like, all right. All right, she's going to come in, you know, yeah. and then she and I was sort of trying to commentate it like I was in control of it. I recall. Sorry. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was just going to say I recall Dan James coming out on um, Ari at full liberty, and um, you think yeah, it, it won. The horse was being a proper prat. He was just well. If you being actually remember the start, yeah, about. but if you, if you remember the start of that, was it David? He he didn't plan on riding it out yeah, at okay. liberty. So what it was was he um was trying to get it to, like he was following him. Yeah. And then, it, and he kept just running back to the gate. Yeah. So he'd go back there and then he'd get it to join back up. And as he was heading back to me, because Double Image is sitting on the beanbag, you know? Yeah. And he wouldn't look back to see if the horse would stop following him. And the horse would at some point have turned around <laughs> and run off. And he was like talking to me, like walking. And I'd be like, your horse is gone. Yeah, okay, your horse is gone. gone. And it just happened. And I was just like, get, just put your whip, because he had his stock whip. Yeah. So I'm thinking, just put your whip around his neck and grab him a little bit and hold yeah. it. Like, yeah. would you, it's get, it's just too, it's all right the first time, maybe snap the second. His, snap it on his ignorant Ask. Oh, come on. Wait, you so, can't do that. No. No. So it's like five or six, seven times. So then he gets on him. Like he's like, oh, I'll ride this sucker easier. <laughs> well, not oh, only did he turn around dude. and ride back, but he was starting to drop his head and bronc. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the times it just sort of dropped him and then land on his feet, buddy. Well, he, he, it was a very, it was a skillful dismount onto the near side, as far as I recall. Yeah. Something like that. Back at the and, gate. And he kind of landed there. And then the next thing, the horse appears fully saddled, fully bridled. Mm. Yeah. But that wasn't for that reason. That was because, he would have appeared like that because the second part of the show was him working, so we might have bypassed it or something. Yeah, okay, well, but he wasn't. Yeah, but either way, he came out and he was like, right, because he was a ridden, he was ended up being the ridden horse yeah. for the Libby, and that was always the way it was going to go. Yeah, okay. Um, but but the funny thing was about that whole show, and, and we did heaps of stuff. We were very ambitious. I took the you uh, had the motorized scooter. Yeah, yeah, with the pony. Yeah, and jumped him into the move and float. Yeah, was that cool? That was cool. I was, think you rated it <laughs> slightly cooler than I did. Oh, I think it's badass. It was badass, but it was more. It's a moving mini were, float, and I've I got know, a skateboard that's motorized, and I'm long reining a pony into a moving float. Yeah, but you were far more excited about the skateboard than I was. Oh, because I could zoom around on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
And every now and again, you just cut loose, like Dan James over trying to get his horse, and you just go, well, well, it was obviously not the same time because you were on a horse, but you disappear and just go, oh, no, I'm going to ride this thing. How cool is it? I'm like, get back on your horse. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that skateboard. It was very that you loved it. Yeah, so so that was an act. And I did, could only do that. I don't even know if I did that act like that ever again because the surface was important. So that grass surface was really good. I can't do it in the sand yeah, surface. Yeah. And um, I've used that mini float with riders, but I don't think I've long reined him off that skateboard. And it was an expensive skateboard. It was really, really quite, yeah, I've got a video Spoiled. on that too. Maybe I'll put that on. Yeah, yeah maybe you should. <laughs> so so we had these acts and we had the foal come out and we had um, the, all the Liberty horses. And we even had somebody videoed it for a um, horse magazine and they put up on YouTube so people can look this up. The listeners can look this up and it has double dance horses get out of control. Yeah. And it's had like a million views. <laughs> And I've looked at it. Have you ever considered that being a failure is far more successful than being successful? It, yeah, exactly. And not only that is I've looked at it and it's not even the worst part. They've actually looked after us. Yeah, okay. You know, all that stuff that we're talking about, like the Bronken and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, like, yeah. that, none of that's in there. They've clearly filmed the whole lot because they've done some edits. Yeah, yeah. But they've looked after us, which I appreciate. They they <laughs> did a lot of it's the Amelia, Amelia, but she's she, they're not really running off. Yeah. They're running around. Like it's a different deal if they're like trying to jump out of the arena yeah. or or not yeah. want to be there. She's just having fun and she was coming back and yeah. she was cutting through my – and I was actually like, well, this if this is the worst of it, we did pretty good. But <laughs> but I know it wasn't the worst of it. It was actually probably some of the best stuff. The other thing that came off it, which which was a little secret that, that we sort of found from, from that deal, was we had a friend of ours, and I'll give her a shout-out because she's a listener, Vicky Evans, and um, she was there helping us. She helped cut. We couldn't even cut all these horses. I had my truck, Dan's gooseneck, and she brought her goose. So we could bring all the horses. We had more horses than we've ever brought yeah. before or since. We learned our lesson basically. So she was watching in the crowd and there was people in front of her, sitting in front of her, and there's two groups. And they were, they were fighting over whether the horses were in control or out of control. So what they were saying is they were like, one group saying, look, I've seen these dance shows. They always do this. The horses look out of control, but it's their comedy. They just – banter and they have fun and that's the part of the show. And the other people were saying, look, we agree with you that that's a big part of their show is the banter. But we also believe this has gone too far. So Vicky's listening to this. But behind them. Oh, okay. So she knows the truth. Yeah. She knows the absolute truth. But these guys are just in a row in those seats, in those bleacher type stadium seats. So she said there are two groups on that same row and she's one row behind them. Yeah. Overhearing them. And they're having this argument sort of, you know, banter going backwards. And one group's like, no, it's in control. One's saying, no, it's out of control and she came back to us afterwards and she said that is your gift yeah that's the best kept secret right there yeah you know don't lose that and it actually was like a shining light on on that yeah. like i was like oh i hadn't thought of it like that we just always want the show to be good yeah but it was a bit of a thing that i learned a part of the the subtleness of our liberty program that people can't tell exactly you know when or how we're cueing yeah. the horses yeah so anyway i thought that was an interesting thing that's stuck in my mind from that same show yeah 2011 and and it was a huge equitana for us every equitana has been huge but that one was was another defining moment where they've given us a bit more responsibility with these extra shows and yeah our education program now is a bit bigger we had john deere sponsoring us so they 
looked after us with a big booth and gave us the gator that we used. And there was some parties there. And I think I alluded to it in the last episode. Like we had this um, gator that was a, a like a dual cab. We put a custom double down number plate on it. Yeah, it ended up up at the- uh, We talked about it, didn't we? Yeah. The other thing I wanted to get ended on- Ended up at the Novotel. Yeah. Parked out I, the front of the Novotel on the source. Yeah. And then there was another time <laughs> where they all came back from up the Novotel. They come back into the, the stables at um, there. And Peter and I aren't there. We've, we've gone to bed. Most of the crew's gone to bed, but a few of them have gone out. And then when they've come back, apparently Dan James was- you know how he can have these rums yeah. and pass out full sleep. You know, he just goes, he's like, he's up, he's up, and then he's down. <sighs> so he's done that on the beanbag, and then they've chucked the blanket over him, a horse blanket. Yeah. So, well, tuck him in. Good night. <laughs> And they've dispersed. They've left, gone back to whatever. I'm thinking, well, we'll catch him in the morning. Yeah. Get back in the morning. Cool. No Dan James on the beanbag. <laughs> Ringing him up on the telephone. Doesn't answer. Radio silent. Can't find him. And he just miraculously got himself up during the night and found somewhere else to stay and came back. His phone went flat. Got himself back there at whatever time in the morning. <laughs> ready for the next ready, presentation. Ready for the next song. We're like, only Dan e- James. Education session. Here we go. Only <laughs> Dan James. <laughs> and everyone was like, because we were stumped. We're like, where is he? And like the hotels then, we stayed like, because that was the worst thing about Sydney yep. was there was a couple of main hotels that were in that precinct. Yeah. And it, you, we couldn't afford to house everybody there at the Novotel. So we all, we went somewhere where we could afford, but yep. it was like, if you took a train, it was like two different trains. If you went in the car, it was peak hour and it would take you, it was only maybe less than 10Ks away, take you an hour. Oh, in Sydney. In Sydney. That'd be going well. Yeah. So that's why I think a part of Dan didn't really care. Well, the others all went home. I don't know. They might've took the train. So we've Get back there to do the horses in the morning, thinking he's going to be on the beanbag. We were Banished. staying in the um in the Novotel for Equitana twenty eleven or twenty thirteen. Anyway, I was I, I we were doing some entertainment and we had um must have been thirteen. And I've walked into the hotel lift and I was carrying a guitar. I had my cowboy hat on, had a couple of stock whips in my left hand, and my bag over my shoulder. And <laughs> this bloke in a suit has entered the um the elevator, and I kind of raised an eyebrow and said, "Hey, mate, good." And he's pressed the lift and he's kind of looking at me and my wife Kim was she's Kim as well standing next to me and this guy looked back at me again and I said she's in for a hell of a night (laughs) (laughs) old mate has shit himself he's starting to press the buttons to get out (laughs) Kim's elbowing me in the guts go you can't say Uh, anyway, it was we had, we had a mate who was staying a couple of floors down, so we had a whip cracking competition outside the windows, which is really hard because they've got these kind of strange um, windows that are hard to get your hand and your whip out of, and um, crack them outside the uh, thing. And my wife Kim was pretty adamant that if we got kicked out, she was not getting kicked out; it would be me getting kicked out. And I thought her lack of allegiance was fairly disappointing, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, we had good times. <laughs> That's I was like, I I have heard that story, but I've forgotten. Gotten it? This yeah. guy dead set. That is he the didn't best story. He was in the business suit. Yeah, because exactly. I can hundred percent picture it. Like when you were saying it, I'm like, I know exactly what yeah. you're saying because we get that often. We've come home from these shows, and yeah. whether it's in New Zealand, and you, they put you in nice hotels that are in the city. They're yeah. not. They're not. That makes sense if it's you know we're yeah. up in Rockhampton. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, and, and we're the odd ones out. <laughs> and that it just and he wouldn't and that and no one's friendly either, is it? Like no, you know, even just say good day yeah. or whatever. They, or 
raise just, your eyebrow. That's they look weird. at you like you're a freak. What are you going to ask for? They walk away. Yeah. yeah. So even that, I could just yeah. see he's put off. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like, is he going to say you lead Kurtigan or something? Like that, but the boys in back in town. But no, yeah. Yeah. that's the best. That, yeah. That's why. That's why you gold, witty, <laughs> witty. So then the other story that we had, we've got a few from it, but um, when we finish this, we're going to actually go across to New Zealand straight away. In Zebra. Yeah. And this is the first time that we're going to equidate Dan and I and was whether it's their, I think it was their first year. Yes, good gig, eh? Yeah, great gig. Yeah. And we, we're getting to leave, but Dan and I are going to leave from Sydney the next morning. And so we're not going to go back to where we were, which was like up north of Newcastle. The girls were going to take all those horses and vehicles home. Yep. And, and Daz McDowell, she was driving as well. Everyone was going back and Dan and I were ready to go. And I think I did. I start talking about this story in the other episode about the keys, that I lost the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in your whip bag. Yeah, it was. I know where to look now. You know where to look now. So I put them somewhere safe. Yeah. I put them in the Whitbag Week. The, the stress. This is just prior to the Iveco tourism negative. This was after. Well, this all happened uh, like we, we'd already had the bad equity, the bad, the Iveco might be gone. At this stage, I think the Iveco's gone. Yeah. Okay. That's maybe why we had that other friend's vehicle. But we also had another friend. He's another listener, Karen Lutz. And she she actually texted when we we're getting close to this part of the timeline. She's like, you better tell this key story. Because <laughs> she was driving, you know how we had that mini float, you know, the one that I was so proud of jumping the pony into with the electric yeah. skateboard? Yeah, with the electric skateboard, the expensive electric skateboard. Yes, yeah, so the funny thing about that float is it's actually a pain in the ass to transport because yeah. it's it's too big to go in the horse truck with the horses, right? Yeah. You can't actually tow it on the road. So I, I brought it down on a um, – wouldn't fit in a horse float. Yeah, that's the other thing it fits in. But I brought it down on a, in a trailer on a trailer there. Can't remember if it was that year, but anyway, this friend of ours took it back in a horse float, and we we wondered if we'd somehow she must have taken some other gear or something. But but we've even asked her to pull up and look for these keys. So she's halfway home. <laughs> she, she so she remembers it because it was like it was so panic stationed. We had to go. It's late at night. It's Sunday. The whole show's finished. We can't find the keys to this damn truck. Surely, with your connections, with your with the rap genre, you find somebody to jumpstart that truck. Come on, Steers, work with me. You don't mean jumpstart. You mean hot wire. Hot wire. Okay, sorry. I didn't know the, <laughs> didn't know the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> Fell right into my trap. <laughs> jumpstart. I'm like, well, jumpstart, you still need the keys, pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A decent hill and four blokes pushing I'm, it. Hercules, of course, would be one. <laughs> I've just uh, maybe given people yeah. a little bit of an insight into yeah. my junior years, but no, I've never hot wired a car. By the way, yeah, just in but I've heard about was hot wired. No, so we no, there was none of that. It was just it was just a stressful, very stressful moment. Just imagine that, you know, like having more to horses call, having to call on your mates to hot wire the truck. No, more <laughs> horses than we've ever had at a show before. Yeah, a big show. We're getting ready to go to New Zealand. It's all happening, and you can't find the yeah. damn keys. And the girls are only going home for a couple of days to to back that stuff up. Get going, and then they come to New Zealand too. So it was a whole deal, and it then starts the story about us going to New Zealand. So yes, we find the keys. Yes, they're in the whip bag. It's hours later. This is not a ten minute, fifteen minute. Wow. We literally looked through every place. Why are you looking? So did anybody zip- tune you? Did they up you because you put them in the whip bag in the first place, <laughs> and you're that useless? You couldn't bloody remember it. I- when you finally see it, do you go? Oh, I remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't remember that much. All yeah, I remember is I'm yourself. like. You kept it to yourself, didn't you? You didn't announce to everybody. No, nah, that was my fault. I put them in the whip bag <laughs> well, that doesn't for sound safety. Like. No, I definitely mentioned <laughs> that it's the safest spot because I, it's not the safest spot. Oh, it's been proven. I've had it takes my, hours I've to had find my, them. I've had whips stolen before from the whip bag. Oh, no. Yeah, it was actually Piers whip. whips, yeah, that I got made for it. She's got one. some that you've had replaced them, have you? Yeah, and then I use them too. Yeah, exactly. Which she's not happy about. No. So she listens you, to you the podcast. You treat them like garbage. That's, 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 you know, that's incorrect. <laughs> I treat all my whips with dignity and respect and care. What it is, is I'm using them. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is I use them, right? Yeah. It's yeah. got nothing to do with the fact about my care. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I took her whips because for whatever reason, the whip makers, because there's two different people that have made these whips. The first set that she got made just happened to be better than mine. I'm like, these things cracked. So I liked them. So I took them to a show. Lost them. Yeah, Barry. It was a show. I can even tell you where the damn show got was. Barry. Yeah, the I know some people there. from Barry. Well, they've actually got some good whips. <laughs> so the guy that runs that show down there, or certainly hired us down there, he was furious about it, and um, and he was certainly gonna do his hardest to get those whips back and reprimand the people that took those whips if Jinkies. he found them. But that never happened. We never got those whips back. So then I got Pierre a new set made for a birthday or something. I think the first ones were like for a birthday or Christmas or something, and I got the second ones made for a birthday in um, talking about islands, Tasmania. We did a show down there. It was the same year, actually. I'm going to be dead. Might be the next year, actually. That We went down there for a show and um, and I we had a little bit of touring or some clinics or something and, and we we wound up on a birthday at the whip maker's place and he had the whips for us. It was quite romantic. Oh, look at you. Oh, yeah, I just said, oh, we should go for a drive to Devonport. I think it was Devonport. She's like, oh, well, it's a bit of a drive. I said, no, no, we should go. We should really go because I've got something there for you. you. Did you say that or did no. you? So you covered it up. Yeah, covered yeah, it up. You, you gotta cover it up. Yeah, cover uh, it up. Hundred percent. Make the excuse. Yep. And I got it there. So anyway, that's that's going down another path. So we get to this. Well, let's let's skip. We got the keys. The girls go back. We get to New Zealand, right? Which is this expo, and they hire like cause truncated that story. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest. Their first show was the biggest one as far as they they had like twenty something international clinicians, say forty something New Zealand. It was just crazy. It was like they do a good gig. Yeah, but they, they went amazing. overboard. They put too many. They had. Um, so it was kind of conflicting. Not even conflicting. Scheduling. Just, but yeah, and just like cramped, you know. Yeah. So they, ha- they had um, the O'Connors, which were big in the Pirelli at the time. They were um, eventing a couple from uh, America that were on the eventing Olympic team, but they got into the Pirelli. They had Josh Lyons, and that's where we got to really hang out with Josh, and he brought his um, uh, brother over as well, Michael. They had us, obviously, from Australia. They had Ian Francis from Australia. They had... Had Dr. Andrew McLean from Australia, and he was he was hilarious. Um, there was a bunch of others that obviously I can't remember at this point. Come over to do the education and the entertainment over there. And Dan and I were again a bit ambitious and decided like what we could provide was some Roman riding. Like they 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 let, mm. we said you can find us some horses in a few days. We can get them up to Roman riding. Mm. Why not? And we'll do a fire act as well. A couple of days we'll get a couple of horses broke to the fire. Act. Two acts we can do for their entertainment show. They had a Saturday night entertainment show. Mm. Perfect. So we gave him um, like some criteria to find some horses. And he's a good mate of ours now, Travis Auburn, but we didn't know him. You've met Travis, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. There. So he yeah. didn't know us, didn't know Double Dan's, but he says, and it's coming out of winter there, which he was like, my horses are in work in winter. And Dan had said a couple of polo cross horses work pretty good, or polo horses, for the Roman riding because they don't mind being close, they're forward. Yep, yep. They don't mind being close 
to one another. Yep. So a couple of those, even the height, quiet, job's done. So we rock up there on a Monday. We probably meet this guy Monday night, tell him what we need, and he, he hasn't got anything organised. He's like, got a few people he might have had a yarn to. Travis. Travis. Yeah. Tuesday, we're driving the countryside, like driving <laughs> around. Pointing at, pointing at random horses well, in Not paddocks. yet, not yet. So we're just going <laughs> to places that he'd organised, and these horses were out of condition. They were getting run in by motorbikes down muddy hills, just like looking terrible. And I'm like saying to Dan, just, we've got to just put a line through them straight away. And he's like, these people have put gone to a bit of effort. Like, we've got to at least attempt it. They got the motorbike out and got it going in the cold. They, they've made a big effort. So we'd get the horses <laughs> right around and he, then explain to them, look, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Move on to the next place. And we're doing this all day. And I'm like, I'm, you can imagine how stressed out I am. Oh, yeah. You'd be testy as. You'd be like a mayo on a burger. Yeah. <laughs> good, good analogy. And James has been cool. And we, we're driving around. At some point, we drive around and Dan sees these two frozen horses sitting in his paddock. Black horses. And he said, what about these horses? He doesn't. Travis doesn't know who they are. He said, you know, he, Dan's like, he guessed it. He said, if they're harness horses, which they probably are, they already look yep. like pairs. Yeah. They, they would fit. So what do we do? We drive up there. Don't know these people. Knock on the door and introduce ourselves and say, hey, what are those horses? Do you think we could borrow? Funnily enough, they had originally been in talks with Equidays and had a disagreement. So they Excellent were, point to start on. They were not happy yeah. to be contributing to the show at all. But somewhere through the conversation, Heath Harris's name came up because I don't know why, to be honest. I can't even say because of why. It just came up and there was a common link. Yeah, okay. He, the guy that had Heath the freeze out of trouble again. Yeah, Heath. That he'd done some work with Heath on a movie or a TV yeah, thing okay. or something and, oh, Heath, I know Heath. From, we got to be friends and then he's, then he loosened up yeah. and he basically said, well, I'll, I can do this for you and Heath and the rest. Not doing it for them equidized dirt kids. Yeah. Yeah, said, bloody hell. the second part, buddy. But, yeah. yeah. Findex. <laughs> <laughs> Snapper heads. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, so we get these Frisians. So, and I think this might even be the third. This might be Tuesday, uh, Wednesday yeah. now. I think yeah. we're a day into looking for horses. The show Shows starts Saturday. Friday. Right. No, the show starts Friday, but the nighttime yeah. Saturday. So, we've nearly got no time to get no, these. Heaps of time. Stop silking. <laughs> Plenty of time. So we get them going. We do the Roman writing on them. <clears throat> when we get back to Equidays, um, I noticed Ian Francis has got a couple of nice horses that he's been loaned because he'd prearranged some people he knew. <laughs> Better contacts than yours. Yes, certainly. <laughs> so then we go to him. And Shout say, out to Travis. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, he's a good friend now. Yeah. At the time, it was a bit dodgy. <laughs> um, so we go out to Ian and I say, what are these horses? And Ian's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, any chance you could light some fire up and light those horses? <laughs> Was around it and he said, Well, when is it? We said Saturday night. And he said, Well, it's, it's not going to interfere with me. I'm going to be done before then. So he said, If the owners are happy, then sure. So yeah. he introduced us to the owners. We sweet talk them and uh, and we get this two two really good rainers. So we just Very fall nice. into some luck. But all in all, if you look at it now, Dan and I organized all the horses. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what Travis's job was. We found the other horses, yes, admittedly, accidentally by driving around with Travis, yeah. but got the contact then to get the horses. Now I find the other two at the show. Well, because we're that still. Travis is doing a similar podcast at this very point in time <laughs> saying, yeah, I organised all these bloody horses for these Aussie kids. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it worked out really good, actually. I've got a couple of Rainers and a couple <laughs> of bloody Frisians and it's all sorted, eh? Go back to my place and have a hungy. All good. <laughs> That's exactly probably what he's talking about yeah. right now. Huh? I, he it, probably is. Well, it's two hours ahead, so it'll be a bit late. He's already done it. He's already recorded yeah, it. Obviously. <laughs> he'd be first and he'd be claiming that we're just making up stories. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. I've listened to my podcast. 
podcast. Yeah. So so that was a once we got those horses, the stress level certainly came down a fair bit. Yeah, you got some world class rainers and some Frisians just so happened across them. Yeah, and they looked bloody awesome <laughs> too. Yeah, exactly. Both both lots were in show condition. Yeah. And couldn't have been any better. But imagine if that didn't, you know, that's too You've got some filthy mud what, clotted oh, I don't even know what we would have done. And, and everything's contracted. Like you are contracted to be providing those acts. I know there was a little probably bit of bartering to say, hey, you guys were also supposed to at least give us a head oh, start. And and all defense to Travis is they gave him nothing. Like they didn't they Yeah, that's exactly what he passed on to you guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was great because while we were there, we got to meet those clinicians that I just mentioned before. And Josh Lyons has then become, you know, a really good friend of ours, helped us out heaps in the States. We had one of the best that you, you've been there at Equidays, and they are certainly the best hosts. Oh, bloody oath. That we've ever been to. So we had an after party like no other. They had it the, we had it at the venue. I know you've been there and we've had parties off site. Yeah. But they they had this after party when they finished, and it was there at Equidays. And they had, you know, food and alcohol and, and you know how it goes with us. We we don't mind socializing, so we're we're happy. The Travis Auburn plays a piano like no other. Yeah. So even a piano there, he's hooking into piano. Cool deal. Josh Josh is loose. Ian's there. Ian doesn't drink, but he's socializing. That um Dr. Andrew McLean, I mean, he gets looser than I've ever probably <laughs> seen any equestrian. I mean, this thing's going that good. But the Equiday staff themselves are, are tired. They're knackered. That being social, but then they're sort of like, man, we probably want this thing to finish. So you know what they do? This is how hospitable they are. They leave one security guard. They open the bar. And they basically say, when you're done, you'll shut up after this. Stay as long as you want. How good is that? We'll be here till next year. So we were just like, and we, we were lucky because um, my mum was actually traveling with us. Also doesn't drink. So we had our own driver. Designated driver. Yeah. At this point, Ian Francis has gone home. But most of the others stayed. Yeah. And we played some games. We had a hell of a time. Shout out to Equidays, which yeah. is no longer actually. No. Did you not get the memo? No. So, yeah, they've called quits. Why? Equifest is coming, though, which is going to be Amy Hardy that you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep, she started it up. And Lindley is uh, also on board. I know Lindley well. I know you know Lindley yeah, well. That's why I just value. added it in off script. All this stuff's off script. It's going good. I'm, I'm liking this loose version of mine. Don't call Lindley Lee. Lynn. No, you call her Lindley. Yeah, Lindley is her name. Yeah. Don't call her Lynn. No, she doesn't like Made it. that error once. Yeah, you didn't. Had to write a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was very good and very entertaining. And she still talks about that song. So she? It did its job. Hi, Lindley. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you guys over there in New yeah. Zealand. So that was was a great trip, but it didn't it didn't stop just there because after the after party, we had a few days off before we did a clinic. And um, we are doing that DDTV that I was talking about. We were, Dan's got this idea that um, he's going to bungee jump. Now, we've already talked about this in other podcasts. You and I, not fans of heights. No. But I'm like, this is going to be awesome for DDTV, right? So I get the camera out and we look at places to go. New Zealand's got some of the best bungee jump locations in the world, but we're not near any of them. Like they're all South Island stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the North Island, but you can go to Rotorua and that's like the little adventure capital of New Zealand, but it's- Capital of the North Island. North Island, but it's more for As families. adventure capital, obviously not the capital capital, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, the but South the, Island's where you find all of the- The hardcore, yeah, yeah. But this is more like the- f- 
they're going to the Gold Coast in Australia. Yeah, okay. You know, you got your theme park type stuff there. So they've got this place where you can get on like a jet boat. You can do that. um, It's like that skydiving just with a jet engine. Have you ever done that? I did it. It's not that scary. Oh, Like indoors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at you thinking wingsuit. Did you really do a wingsuit? Jeez, you got kahunas (laughs) like bloody titanium. This is a big jet engine and you just walk out. That that would be cool. I did that. Yeah, I did that. And I did the jet boat. And there was a- uh, Did you shoot the hooker falls? You shoot the hooker falls. I have no idea what you're talking hooker about. Hooker falls. What oh, it's- Where is it? You're talking about Lake Taupo, I think. Oh, no, we weren't. But I've been to Taupo, Lake Taupo. Yeah. No, no, no. So this was all man-made. Hooker River. Deal. And there was also a, um, like, a, they had, you get up in a crane, but there was like this um, little sack thing that Pierre did, and you're swinging that. And oh, no. Apparently that's scarier than the oh, bungee jump. Yeah. So Pierre did that. Not happy with that. I wasn't doing it. There was a couple's version of it, and they'll try and talk me into the, doing that, and I was like, no way. No. That's and then, stupid. And then Dan says he's going to do the bungee jump. That was the last thing. And I, I want to video it. So I got the girls, Daz and Pia, to be on the ground floor. And I'm like, you guys video the, you know, the profile. Yeah, from the down. And yep. I'm going to do from the up. Yep. So we get up there and I am shitting myself. <laughs> Can't even stand on the leg. So I've still, I've still got the, I've got the harness on. Yeah. They've got me clipped in. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm glad you're, you're on my side. I'm with you. It's just, <laughs> what's the point of doing it when you know that your clip is going to break and you're going to plummet to a horrible death for what? Yeah, you don't. Feel, you're not leaning back on the clip, are you? You no, just, it's, you're just sitting there thinking, no, this is stupid. If I put my full body weight on this, it will break. I'll plummet off there. So six, sixty meters dead so we're in this cage d-e-d <laughs> yeah. dead last thing that's going through your mind is your arsehole that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the bug that hits the wings yeah <laughs> so we're, we're up in this cage and i'm like shaking i'm trembling and i'm holding on to the bar because i'm not yes i'm clipped in like you said but i'm means I'm, nothing means nothing yeah and they do this and i've got the camera in the in the other hand that's not holding on and they get dan up and he's like about to, they're walking him or nudging him to the ledge. And the, Dan looks at me and he's like, you on? Like, you recording? And I'm like, straight away, I'm like, yes. As he says, I look, I'm not recording. And he jumps. So I, I go to press the button and they go, three, two. He leaves on two and he's gone. And I capture, he's already fallen, but you just see his feet leave. <laughs> I don't even get the shot. And I do hold on to the rail and put my arm out <laughs> over the ledge. Don't know what I'm getting. <laughs> I just hold it over the ledge and I do get a bit of action of it. Like him. a paparazzi photographer <laughs> just above peaking. the crowd trying to hopefully <laughs> just, get a shot. <laughs> taking shots. And he's 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 dangling, you know, doing the do, 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 like a tea bag dangling in the water. <laughs> And um, so he's just a massive teabag. Luckily, the other girls got the other shot, so they get him leaving and yeah. everything else. And uh, and if he didn't say anything, I would have got nothing. Because I'm just not focused enough to. I thought I was recording the whole time. So did, did he enjoy it? Would he have gone and done it again, or was it? It was a fear thing. He definitely wanted to say that he's done it, and that's yeah. why I said to him, I said, "Mate, I said if they said three, two, what, they would have had to go one and a little bit. Like I was not. You would have to push me off that thing. I said. He said if I didn't leave." On two, I was never leaving. You and told you me would be swinging like a bloody windmill. You would be. Oh yeah, hey I mate, ain't leaving. <laughs> hey mate, I'm not even in a 
that. So so just today, and good friends with the Wilson sisters after going to Equidays, and uh, and and it was Kelly. Kelly posted she she did this crazy swing bungee jump thing, it, like in the South, like a mad yeah. one. Yeah. And she does it because she's done a heap. She does this, and they teach, get her to do a flip off it, backflip. She does that sucker. They video it. They put it on their on Facebook today, and I'm like, I, I did the vomit emoji, uh. nothing green of vomit emoji. And she's written back going, oh, Dan, hindsight, you would have loved it. She knows my fear of heights. She took me to the zip lining, <laughs> and, I, and I wrote back, not, not at McDonald's. And I no, I did the I did the full <laughs> zip line down there, tallest one in the Southern Hemisphere. I'll, uh. You know, I'll talk about that on another episode. And so I, I say to her, not literally on that, I text. I'm thinking, what would it take me to do it? And I'm like, not for a million dollars. And that is the truth. Million dollars, I could probably for a million. But yeah. No, like if I you was, would ha- if mate, I was million, on, I'm not fucking happy for a million. If I was on the Amazing Race and I had to do it to stay in the competition to win the million dollars, I could do it. I wouldn't enjoy it. In fact, it would be quite the opposite. So I'll tell you another one. But I'm not going to go up there and go. Well, you know, I think I'll feel fulfilled if I push myself beyond my fear limit and uh, jump off this enormous bloody structure to swing on this feeble cable or bloody you know overgrown bungee cord for what it could break not interested well, certainly that's a good point so and I have new respect having watched that Olympic special the other night about the opening oh, ceremony it, yeah. for Nikki Webster oh yeah they shook like it didn't really occur to me until I did the tree climb at uh, bloody Coffs Harbour <laughs> and I was off the ground by about three and a half metres and totally crapping myself but she was she she was up, I don't know, pick a figure, 30 metres in the air, 20 metres in the air, but she was on two cables in the middle of whoop-whoop at the- uh, But she was young. She didn't know. Naive, trustworthy. Naive. She, she didn't care. Like in the um, in the dress rehearsal or in one of the practice sessions, the um, producer said, you know, you're right up there. And she said, is this as high as it goes? And she was laughing. You look at it and it's like, she's 20, 30 metres off the ground doing bloody backflips. Yeah. Crazy. So- So I knew respect for that annoying creature. Oh, she's all right. She so, probably is. The- the other story that you reminded me of is we had obviously Gibbo on the last episode of the podcast. Yep. He did the TV show uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here with your mate, Chris Brown. Are you kidding? And so he did the show. I've just lost a lot of respect. Well, you know, he did the show. <laughs> to get into the jungle, so yep. to speak, they had to do this bungee swing thing. They do a lot of, of really disgusting eating challenges well, he, and stuff. he talks a lot about it. He, he lost 10 kilos on there when he was on there. And I mean, it's not like he's a big dude loses 10 kilos. Like yeah. that's muscle and yeah, yeah. no weight. But um, when he did that, he's afraid of heights like we are. Yeah. And so he says to him, I've got to go first or I'm not going at all. Yeah. I said to him right there and then, I'm saying I'm leaving the jungle. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. going in. Yeah, fixed. Easy. Because he, he showed me the video of it. It's a big gorge, South oh. Africa. It's a huge, it's not, yeah. it's abs- I'm like, how can you say you're afraid of heights and then do that? There'd be a heap of people listening to this going, Steers and Kim, you're just total sooks. Yep, agreed. It's And he didn't, do it, for, he didn't do it for a million dollars either. That show you don't win a million dollars for. What do they win? Bragging rights, probably they get paid to do the show. Yeah, Everybody's okay. on their own contract, but I don't know what the actual winner gets. But they get paid a contract to be on, so it's it's not a have to be decent coin if you've got well, you, I celebrities think the, for I think the longer you several bit, weeks. Well, the longer, you, but you're on your own contract, so he was he was paid a figure to do it, and then paid how long he was there as well. So I don't know what overall winning got you any bonuses or anything. Mm. But he 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 gave it. Obviously, he's competitive. He talks about the, the challenges are just like horrendous. Yeah, they are horrendous challenges. Like he had those ants, those bites. Pureol. Yeah. We're getting a little bit um, <laughs> <laughs> once again we digress. Yeah, off topic. Which which is fine. That's 
it's huh. hopefully entertaining for the listeners out there, but we we do that. Are you watching – what TVs are you watching at the moment? Oh, Yellowstone. The, so I haven't got on the Yellowstone. Is that on um, Netflix? Uh, Stan. Stan. I've, everyone's got Stan in Australia just for Yellowstone. I've got it just for Yellowstone. So then you've got as well, just recently, we've got um, Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, get off it. I am Stop not it. watching that no. rubbish. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Huh. But then there's recently Farmer Wants a Wife. I might have watched a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, a bit disappointed with the uh, quality, in inverted commas, of uh, both farmers and wives. But well, nonetheless, uh, some of the wives have been well, potential, potential wives are okay. Um, but some of the farmers, I'm a little bit like, really? Is this, are we scraping the barrel here? Anyway, just uh, <laughs> a I hope this is a side assessment. topic. Yeah, well, it is a side topic. Um, and then what's the other one? Uh, Ninja. Oh, yeah, got it. I love it. Got to watch that, don't you? But if you record it and you just fast forward it, you don't have to listen to all the crap about, oh, I've come through. Such a hard time. I had a rash when I was when I was twelve. <laughs> Chafing. Uh, oh yeah, I put up with horrible surf rash for ages between my thighs. Okay. Oh, for God's sakes, <laughs> just get on the course and jump around things. It's, I still it's, reckon it's, it's a good watching. Yeah. It's it's they're brilliant, but I still reckon they should get an element where the kind of sixty three kilo rock climber isn't the be all and end all. Where you have to roll a tractor tire or something like that. Yeah. Where, where just brute strength is going to help that hundred and five kilo gym junkie who you just look at him, come up to the, but it's not the just doorknob about them drop guys. and you think you've got no chance because you're a dead set and massive. Yeah. I'm not questioning your strength or your fitness. It's not about just strength, is it? No, it's – nimbleness. That's what I like. You need to be have horrendously strong – Upper body. Well, yeah, your, your forearms in particular need to be ridiculously strong. Like yeah, when you you're look hanging at off them all the time. Exactly. There's so many um, – But events. obviously the lighter you are below that, Exactly. The so if you're, if you're kind of 65, 70 kilos with a background of rock climbing, you yeah. are the winner. Yeah. Whereas if you are 100 kilos, well, that, you you could be as strong as you like. Like Dwayne Johnson could yeah, turn would, up. wouldn't do that. He's not going to get past the third no, he, obstacle. Yeah, but he could do, like you said, he could roll the tractor tire around. Oh, exactly. He could eat the whole thing. Yeah. So there was, an, talking about this, there was another show that was like on maybe ABC or SBS that was a team's version of this, like a Ninja Warrior yeah, thing. Okay. It wasn't in the 80s called It's a Knockout, is it? No, no, no. This, is, <laughs> this was just, and it was funnily enough, so when Pierre and I was in WA, um, you know, a year or two ago, we've gone to bed, we flick this TV on, we find the show and we like watching those things. We yeah, like yeah. start watching. Yeah. Her, like, second cousin's in it. Twin cousin? No, a little further second removed. Second cousin. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So, so you know, no, no one well. Like, she she wanted to claim him as a cousin pretty damn quickly. But I'm like, well, you got his phone number? No, not really. Yeah. You know, he'll be at the family reunion, the one big one that you have. Yeah. But he's not coming to your normal birthday party. But he rides for, like, Crusty Demons or something like that. Yeah, okay. So there was three of them. They were their well, he'd team. he'd be a lunatic, a certified lunatic. Well, there was three of them that were in whatever it was, either Crusty Demons or whatever, Nitrous Circus. That, yeah, yeah. So he rides Nitro. It. Nitro. <coughs> so they he, all suck on gases. They just- So he, they are fit from doing what they do. Oh, yeah. Motorbike riders are incredibly fit. So the three of them just go, yep, because it was a bit of coin. Like it was like a whatever, yeah. 10 or 20 grand or whatever yeah. to win it. Yeah. And, they, and it was in Sydney he was shooting or whatever. So they go in and when we catch up, they're in the final. They're in the grand final. We're wow. watching this going, oh, she's like, she knows them. Well, they win the damn thing. Wow. They're talking to all the others and the others are talking about the gyms. Oh, we go to the gym, you know, <laughs> six times a week, train two. This boy's like, oh, well, yeah. we, we've been in a gym. Yeah, we don't smoke 
Tones on Sundays. If that <laughs> may- <laughs> we know a Jim. <laughs> He's the guy that's that, that smokes cones on Sunday. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So these guys, but they, they again, their agility, upper body oh. strength. Well, there was a study done. We are digressing from digressing, <laughs> here, but there was a study done years ago where they compared a whole heap of different athletes, and they got together triathletes. They got together a couple of football codes, so maybe AFL, maybe soccer, maybe rugby league. I don't think so, but whatever. Um, and one of the groups of people were super cross riders, and they were clear, clear cut fitter than the other anybody else sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So, well, they proved it on that night. So they yeah. won the money. Yeah, it was huge. So yeah. that was just a kind of side. <laughs> but note. don't you love? Let's get the, back to this. Don't you love the underdog who isn't overtrained yeah. and they just go? Oh, it was a good story. I just work hard at what I do, and we need the money. And hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, like, we need the money. There's no bloody sandwiches tomorrow if I didn't get the coin. Yeah, uh, jam you. Yeah. And competitive as well. Yeah, it was super competitive. Yeah. And got the opposite opposition on the cones since I'm not before. <laughs> I'm not saying that. So we we finish then. We go back to Australia. It's now basically the end of the year, and we we do a trip across the Nullarbor that I, I think I've sort of alluded to on previous podcasts with Peter Haynes, who was the guy that was running that DDTV. Right, he was yep. doing a lot of the producing of it. Yep. So we get him in the deal. We say, I say to him, you know what would be awesome? He's doing like a mini doco of traveling across the Nullarbor with horses. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. He's fully in. He's like, you you get me in there and fly him back, and yep, and we'll stop off at places and just show the whole deal and inside, you know, whatever, an hour yep. would cover it all. So we do this trip and I've talked Dan into coming over with us driving so we can do the DDTV and uh, and he's like, oh, I've got to drive it again. So we, we're driving. And yeah, there's a few fun things where you're filming, but other than that, it's just driving. Yeah. So at this point, I've got the horse truck and I've got the caravan behind it and we're going literally across Nullarbor, part of the, the whole plane, the Nullarbor Plains, which is just a crazy straight bit of road. About a day and a half? Pretty much. Yeah. There's one little kick in it. There's, it's the longest you road. you look forward to that? Not really. I like the straight. So the straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the variation, in no. a day and a half of driving, you've got one little kick. Hate it. And you're pissed off with it. A little bit. You're a heartless thing. You know why? Because this is the longest <laughs> straight road in the world. Except for that bit. Well, it would even be longer. Wouldn't it? But it's. Somebody needs to get a grader and iron it out. But you do it. And I don't know if there's much. Well, it follows the bite. I bet people have thought to do that too. Well, it's the bite. You can't just do it. You end up going off in inland a lot more. Oh. You're following the coast. So it's a big kick out of the way. Oh, I wouldn't call it. It's not a 90 degree bend or anything. It's just. See, I had this image of. Just like a slight. Literally, right. there's a big tree in the way and you nah. go up there, back there. No. Nah. And we're back on. No, nah, no, nah, but it's. it's, it's so it's that, that small deviation called the Great Australian Bite. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah. So that we're on that chunk of road and um, Peter Haynes, the video guy, yeah. and we're all taking turns because he could drive a truck too. So he's driving, I'm driving, and James is driving. He gets in the caravan to have a little nap, you know. I don't know, it's quite legal, but he's in there having a little nap in the bed. Dan and I are driving and we're listening to, this is a bit before podcast, and we're listening to like an audio book, a CD audio book that I bought from the shop, probably from the survey for like 30 bucks because, you know, you just want some sort of entertainment, yeah. no radio. Didn't get the Dixie Chicks soundtrack. <laughs> was there. <laughs> I'd already listened to it. I'd already got that one. I already listened to all my CDs. So yeah. I put this on and we're, we're listening to this, some Australian story it was, and we're listening to that and we're totally zoned out and I'm driving along and this truck, the old truck, this new truck of mine's got a speed limiter, but my old truck didn't and it used to get up and boogie a little bit. So I'm doing uh, like 107. One, no, 115, <laughs> about 115 and it's 110 speed limit, but in a truck should be 100. And I'm cruising down this road and right up on alongside me, like literally at my driver's side window, you get this 
We rip scares the shit out of me. Scares the hell out of me. He's like cops just right on the side of me. It's not two lane either. Like he's come up on the wrong side of the road and put on his sirens. Like I didn't even see him. And I'm like, Dan, Dan. And I'm like, we're pulling over, obviously. <clears throat> but I'm like, Peter Haynes thinks that yeah. we're stopping to let the horses out or whatever or swap drivers. He would have heard it, didn't he? Well, we don't know. I didn't hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to step out of this caravan <laughs> and we're going to get pinged. Afternoon, officer. <clears throat> so James says to me, Dan. Got a fancy. Would you like a beer? So, so, so I've been on the source in this caravan. <laughs> so James says, just kick the trailer a little bit. And he says, I'll get out. So do like a little. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Like jackknife. Jackknife, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'll bust down that side of the truck and I'll kick the door in basically. If he goes to open that door, I'll just slam it shut on yeah, him. Yeah. And I went out my driver's side and I went to meet the cops instead of them coming up to the window. Yeah. So I'm like, righto. So we do that. These kick- days you'd be dead set. You'd be shot. No, not in Australia. But yeah, it's getting States. close. No, especially in Nullarbor, you're right. Yeah. So I go down there and I, by the time I meet up with the cops, we're right alongside the caravan, like, because I'm trying to get to the cop car. They're coming out to meet me. By the yeah. time we meet, yeah, we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And first thing they say to me, they say, is there a reason why you wouldn't pull over? I said, well, I didn't know I was, you were pulling me over. They said, oh, we've been trying to pull you over for a little bit. I said, oh, mate, we're in the zone. I'm driving. I'm, the, I'm listening to an audio book. I didn't hear you. So you didn't start to kind of talk anyway? Yeah, carry on. So he says, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. He says, well, do you know how fast you know the speed limit is? I said, oh, it's like 110. And uh, he says, yeah, but in your truck, you're supposed to be doing 100. And I said, oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I did the same thing, just tried to explain that. I was- We're on the nullarbor, you nincompoop. Yeah. Well, where's that, that effect? So I was just like, you know, sorry, a bit distracted. I said, We're in a really good part of this storybook and just uh, didn't uh, pay attention. I apologize. And and they're, they're talking like they're going to let me off. They're nice guys. Nice guys. So I'm like, They're well, policemen. Yeah, nice guys. Right. So we're playing the game. Anyway, proven otherwise. They, <laughs> I've got a lot of family that are police people. So show you show some respect. I got heaps of respect. So anyway, let's just get to this story because yep. I'm going to wrap this thing up. So just as we're finishing, he's just giving me the like, you're going to be okay. Just slow down. He slaps the side of the oh, no. caravan. Now at the time, this caravan was uh, about two years old, but it was out of this quite new design, this honeycomb. <laughs> Um, fiberglass that was it was it was really new and yeah. a lot of people would see it the product like I'd be driving into a survey fueling up and they say oh is that that such and such whatever they called it and want to look at the caravan yeah. and I'd show people because it had no frame in it it was just this just fiberglass and it just yeah. it was just like um pop riveted together and, that, and I thought he's going to want to ask to have a look in this caravan and I'm just that's it the first thing that comes when he slaps the side of this caravan I'm like. He wants to have a look. So are you guys, obviously you're in the middle of the Nullarbor. He would have heard the policeman talking, so he's laying low in the caravan, surely. Well, I don't know what's going on in the caravan. Yeah, but surely. Well, I wasn't thinking that. Surely as you're walking up, Let me just go, tell the story. Oh, officer. Just, listen, yeah. let me just. Yeah. So, I bet it wouldn't have stopped him if he came into the caravan, would it? So he's not coming out of the caravan. He stayed in the caravan, but he's knocked this caravan. And I thought he's going to come and look in the caravan. And he says, looks at me, he goes, were you on TV? No joke. That's what he said to me. Are you on TV? And I said, oh, because the Australians got talent. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, we've been on it. Because on the back of the caravan, it said sponsored by blah, 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 double down horsemanship. Yeah. And for the last 10Ks, apparently they're trying to pull me over. The two coppers were saying, I know that name. One of them was saying, I know that name. I've seen that name. And the other guy's going, I've got no idea what you're talking about. And they're having a little debate. And one of them's like, I've seen it on TV. And then when I did the Australia's Got Talent, he's got, that's exactly where I've seen you. And they were like, oh, yeah, good on you. And blah, blah, blah. Have a safe trip. You know, slow down. So we drive off and the cop car turns around and goes, 
back the other way. And so we get up the ways, road a little ways and I pull over and we get Peter Haynes out and we say, mate, we thought you were going to step out. And he goes, step out? He says, I thought you were doing a runner from the cops. Because <laughs> like you said, he knew, he's like, he could hear the sirens the whole time. Imagine that, you're in the caravan and he can hear the, he can hear oh, the sirens for like 10 kilometres of us not pulling up and they're trying to pull us up from behind. And that's yeah, why their last yeah. resort was coming up to the site. That's classic. And so he said, oh, we already had a hiding spot. <laughs> But all he thought was, and there's no mobile phone reception. He couldn't ring us, text us, saying, what's going on, boys? He's thinking no, there's no two way. Creek. He's just wondering, like, have these boys just gone nuts and they're just doing a runner while these sirens are just yeah, blaring? Nice. So, yeah, he he did know, but we didn't know. He knew. We yeah, just thought they yeah. just came out of nowhere. That's you know? gold. So that's the little story you that was- a dead set fugitives trying to get across the state line. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's really our 2011 year. Done. Wrapped up into a nutshell. Easy. Right, which means we're getting into 2012 next episode, which DJ now officially moves to the US. Yep. This is when you do your first clinic with us. I just yep. remember that. So he takes those two horses we talked about earlier, Amelia and Apollo. And it's really the first time that we start doing shows over there since World Equestrian Games 2012. Like this is where we get up and going and it's Road to the Horse, which we touched on um, in episode nine. It's really throwing me having that Josh episode mm. in between, yeah? And it's going to cover a lot of that part, which, yeah. is, which is again quite significant and I really think for the next fair few episodes, Road to the Horse is going to now come up quite significantly. I'm looking forward to it because there's some very interesting material there. Yeah, I think there's going to be a few episodes in a few of those years too. We're going to have to break them down yeah. more and more. Yeah, we'll have to get DJ on for those. Yeah, and he's got it. He actually, um, when I was messaging him trying to organise doing the podcast, he's actually got he's got some good ideas, but he didn't he didn't allude to the latest idea. But we had talked about another one. So you know, in a few episodes ago. <clears throat> There was something question or something popped up about like if one of our horses or could talk or something, you know. Yeah. So his idea is is and I want the listeners to give us some feedback. Is you know how people communicate to horses? A horse what is it um, psychics? Yes, is that what you call them? Don't know. Horse you know what we're talking about? Horse. You know the ones that talk to horses? No. Not a horse whisperer, but we've talked about this before. Um, like when I was oh I was sorry born. yeah 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 sorry yes so- I have yes 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 is it so, so when you get uh, oh, I don't know what they call them lunatics I suppose. Hey come on. But when Non-judgmental people, space, come on. Yeah, people are going to listen to this and <laughs> believe this sort of stuff, buddy. Really? Yeah. So Dan James does a little bit. I can tell you that when he so, we, we'll get him. So what he what he had the idea. So before we you shit can it is if the listeners want to, we're going to get he he knows one there in Lexington, and they will do it over the phone or Skype or something. Which actually would have been in this episode. I should have talked about. There's a funny story, but it might come up when we do this about these horse psychics. And bring one out to the farm and we'll record them. Go out to Amelia, right? Have a little chat to her. And she'd swear a lot. Well, we'll just find out what she has to say. She'd be a potty mouth. We'll record it and get it on the podcast. And then we'll do a Skype session here with either. We, we, yeah. This is what we want to hear from the listeners. Like it was double image or please was really, or 007, I think, was the ones that sort of popped up the most. So let's find out. We'll get one of my, one of my horses here in Australia. And Amelia's heads heads down the pick over there. So yeah. that's non-debatable. Non yeah. So this is. Non-negotiable. This would be very. Very cool, and then we'll get it. We'll get it on the podcast. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to with say this? from the outside, outset, I'm, I may be a skeptic. I'll be happily oh, proven wrong. I'm the same. I'm a skeptic, but at the same time, but it would be interesting. Yeah, I Honestly. think Warwick Shiller. It would be interesting because you, in particular, know those horses' personalities from your point of view. Yeah, very hopefully, strongly. there's no research. Like you know, if, I always think there's research. 
you know, we'll pick a horse that there's no researchability. Well, we want ones that people know too. Yeah, you know, the listeners know those you've, horses. You've got other horses there that he wouldn't be able to research as easily. I think it's a she for a start. Yeah. But um, but anyway, let's just finish about that. Where we want to do this. This is one of his ideas, and you I you should and get I Dan it. to line it up so that there's no names. So you just go, "Oh, my friend has a horse that has got severe psychological damage." <laughs> And it <laughs> it needs And it's staying at my farm at the moment. Yeah, and, and, and we're just gonna ring him up. We can get in touch with him. Oh, this when they do my horse, yeah, but when yeah. they bring them out to do their horse, because they're gonna be there face to face with Amelia. Yeah, well, so you're Amelia's, gonna know oh, when you t- turn up to Dan's place, you're gonna know. There's gonna be several sessions with a therapist. But maybe not, there. but let, let's just say for over in America, she's probably not as well known for that stuff. So there's a chance. We'll just go, we'll do it. If it's if we're getting bloody crickets, then we don't air it and it's no good. But if she gets there and gets some gold. No, if we get crickets, way, that's as good. Yeah, that's as yeah. good. <laughs> this would be gold. I like it. Yeah. And this week in uh, pet psychology, we have Doctor <laughs> Doctor Brain. <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with something better than that. Sorry, to be honest. Oh. Put you on a pedestal and then you just fall oh. right off it. Well, anyway, Kim, it's been great to have you, hey, buddy. Mate. Thank you. You, you um, I think we've done all right without James. Yeah, yeah. I miss um, him. Feeling more that I'm going to have to come up with my own session, my so, own at least character that you and Craig's world have to uh, work out. One day. We'll, we'll do this until maybe we do it until we get to best out of five or something. Yeah, right, which could be next week if I get the, yeah, exactly. get the next one. Yeah, exactly. Here we one. go. <laughs> Five or seven, and then we'll change the game after that. Right. And we didn't really talk. How about that intro song? You still, you still happy with the Zara version? Oh, I'm loving it. So I want you to come up. This is your deal. I yeah. want you to come up with a intro, a full new intro to our podcast. Like before I even talk and do the intro to the show, I want you to do the song for it. Can you do that for me? Yep. All right. Well, thanks for come coming on. Right on, mate. All right. Till next time. See you yeah. later, guys. Wait. If you like my daddy's podcast. Please write, review, and subscribe. My daddy podcasted all ten. Don't forget to share one your title. What does title mean? <laughs> share this podcast with your friends.